you're going to quit your your job where you're making X number of dollars an hour and just go do this crazy thing and buy a franchise and and I guess I feel like if I have to take a risk, there's no one I'd rather take a risk on than myself. Welcome to the Fiber New Exchange Podcast, where we connect with franchise owners and industry partners in discussing business ownership, the ups and downs along the way with running a franchise and a whole lot more. My name is Jesse Johnstone, president here at Fibernet. With 250 plus franchise locations, we are the worldwide experts in the restoration of leather, plastic, and vinyl. Thanks for listening in. On this episode, we caught up with Fibernet franchise owner, Jason McDowell of Des Moines, Iowa. At the time of this recording, Jason was just six months into his franchise, still fairly fresh off the heels of his past career, but well enough into running his Fibernet franchise that he had some incredible insights to share. You'll hear Jason step through the transition from a nine to five paycheck into business ownership, the positive effects that it's had on his family and how much he enjoys helping his customers, or as he puts it, how he gets to make people happy every day. This is how Jason explains it. This is your first business venture. So what's the transition been like for you from working for someone else into transforming into an entrepreneur, having your own business? What's that been like? There's a lot of just making sure that I'm trusting my process and get out there and and do what I need to do uh, and not get hung up on, oh, well, I didn't didn't make some imaginary metric. That kind of ties back to what got me so frustrated with my past career was that it seemed like everything was metric driven. Um, Everything was just based solely on numbers on a spreadsheet. And I don't feel like my true performance was being rewarded. Whereas I feel like with this setup, I feel like it's the exact opposite. The better that I perform, the more success that I'm going to have because the better I perform, the more, the better reviews I'm going to get, the more referrals I'm going to get. So it's a very, I feel like it's a very reward based system. You know, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, in my opinion. That is the way it works. There's no other way of explaining it. You're, you, um, yeah, you're direct, directly rewarded for, for your efforts. And yep. I know one thing we hear quite often, especially from new franchisees coming in, is that you know, when you, you get to see that look on the customer's face after you show them the restored piece, it's that kind of like immediate feedback and, and the immediate gratification of, yep. of helping someone. We don't always have that in, in other other careers, right? I mean, uh, a lot of times you're so far down the food chain, you don't see the net result of what you're doing. But with yes, Austin, what exactly. we do, it, it's immediate, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that, that honestly is, is very rewarding. So with, with my past career, I, I was in IT, and I kind of have this this serious aversion to working after hours because that was such a a thorn in my side for so many years. But I had a customer that called and left a voicemail. You know, she had had just spilled wine on her couch and I could tell she was really distressed. And my first reaction was, "Ah, I don't have to take this. I can just leave it till morning. You know, and and I certainly could have, you know, it's nothing. There's no one to tell me that I had to, to reply. But then after thinking about it for a minute, I said, you know what? No, she, she seems really upset and I want to at least let her know that I got. So I sent her a text message. Hey, you know, got your message. Um, I want to see what I can do to help you. If you wouldn't mind sending me a couple pictures, you know, then, then I can give you a call in the morning when you see what our options are. 
Uh, and the message I got back really surprised me because she said something along the lines of, thank you for, for applying. Now I feel like I can sleep tonight. It, it just, yeah. It, it you, really you were helping her already. Yeah, I, I'm like, I haven't yeah. even done anything yet, lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but just, you know, being being aware of that and being aware that that you you can provide some direct help to somebody who's in a bad situation. You know, I, I think uh, maybe I had talked to you uh, about a visit that I'd done with my son's preschool where, um, you know, here I am talking to four-year-olds. They're doing career day. You know, what do you do? What do you want to do when you grow up? And uh, I, I talked with them about this, and I said, well, if let, let's say you've got a favorite chair that you like to sit on at home, right? And, and if that chair gets broken, how do you feel? And they all said sad, exactly like I figured they would. I said, okay. And so what if somebody came and fixed your favorite chair so that you can sit in it again? How would that make you feel? And they all said, well, happy because it's fixed. I said, yes, exactly. That's what I get to do every day. I get to go make people happy. And, you know, maybe that's silly. You know, I'm sure there's some people maybe roll their eyes when they hear that. But honestly, I I mean it. You know, I I get to make people happy. You get to take something that they – something that means something to them because obviously they're taking the time to try and get it fixed. And you get to be the person that comes in and fixes it for them. And I think that that's really rewarding. Uh, again, I, I, I love that story, too, of, of how you <laughs> distilled that down and explained it in a, yeah. in a preschool context. But yeah. it's, it's yeah. so true. It's, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, you know, because that was yeah. my thought is like, well, I don't know how <laughs> I joke with, with friends and family about this, you know, and, and I hope everybody can understand how – you know, how kind of self-deprecating I'm being with this. But, you know, it's it's hard to get people excited about fixing couches, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 trying to decide, like, okay, well, you know, some people go to career day and maybe they're a firefighter or a policeman. You know, they got something exciting to tell the kids. And I'm thinking, well, geez, how am I going to make the kids interested in the fact that I fix couches? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, it just it seemed like a good way to to kind of get it in terms that they would understand. That reminds me that I think wasn't that your initial reaction when you looked at Fibernew was well that doesn't sound very exciting. When the the coach that I was working with suggested Fibernew to me, I think my exact words to him were, "Okay, what else do you have?" <laughs> You know, okay. it just, I, I just honestly, I thought, I don't, I really don't see myself doing that. That does not sound interesting. I don't know, you know, uh, I'll take some time and look at it, but, you know, man, I just really don't think that's going to be it. Um, well, spoiler alert, that turned out to be it. <laughs> and I think that really stems from just, you know, getting to know what, kind of what fiber news is all about and what the business model actually is and learning that, you know, because coming from the corporate situation I was in, it was a very, it was very much do the bare minimum that you can possibly do and get away with it. And that was the business model. And I could not stand it at best. It's just not a good business model. And at worst, it's a completely immoral business model. 
And so I, I love the fact that with FiberNew, the focus is on taking care of the customer and knowing that if you do take care of the customer, then they will take care of you in turn. They will pay you for your time. They will be happy to do it. And then also, the better you take care of them, the more likely they are to refer you and help you find other business. And it just it just seems like such a natural way to go about it and to do business. It just, it just seemed really appealing from that perspective. Thank you very much for sticking with it and, and you know, looking at fiber new deeper, because we're, we're happy to have you on board, obviously. So I appreciate yeah. that. Who knows where, where you could have ended up. I mean, uh, it, it's funny when people look at franchising and, and looking at starting a business, there, there's a natural kind of gravitational pull toward what we usually see in franchising being food or, you know, automotive related stuff. And it's amazing that there's so many other options out there and, and we're one of those other options, aren't we? I mean, we're, we're kind of a a well-kept secret in in the franchising space, but yeah. Yeah. I think another thing that I, you know, kind of the, the ignorance of someone coming into this cold and not knowing, you know, what to expect. I think it's been surprising to me how many people are willing to to put some money into restoring something. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've had a couple of customers where I've thought, well, geez, this you know, this thing's twenty years old. They're they're not gonna wanna spend, you know, to restore this whole couch and love seat or whatever. You know, they're just gonna go buy new. But what I'm finding is that a lot of people that have come to me have even said, I went to the store, tried to find new furniture, and it's not as comfortable. I want to fix what I have. I think that it's great that we're able to help people, you know, bring life to those older products that are actually better built anyway, you know, and and extend that usable life of a piece that, that they really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, a, a piece of furniture is, is a comfort item, isn't it? And it, I mean, the, the more time yeah. you spend sitting on your couch, the more you kind of, I, I guess in a roundabout way, become kind of emotionally attached to it. It feels right. It feels comfortable. It feels yeah um, familiar. And, and, and people don't want to replace that all the time, you know? So right. if you can help them maintain that emotional connection to that that piece of, uh, of furniture in their house, they're they're happy for it and they're willing to pay for it. Yep. We got off on a bit of a tangent on the story with the woman and, and the wine stain or the wine spill, yeah. I should say. What, yeah, what what happened there in the end? I know you you phoned her back right away. She was happy to hear from you. Yeah. So the way that went, uh, I called her the next morning, and you know she tells me that it's it's an aniline and that it was red wine that she spilled, and it's you know from the pictures, it's all over. It it wasn't just a little drip. It was a giant splatter all over. What I ended up telling her was, you know, really, honestly, your best bet is going to be to go to the furniture store and try and buy a new cushion. Um, you know, just the way that, that aniline leather works, it's going to be very difficult to remove a stain that large. And even if we do try to work on it, it may end up making it worse. You know, it, Basically, kind of trying to talk her out of using my service, you know, as I look back. And at the end of the phone call, she says, well, actually, I really would like to have you come out. I really appreciate your honesty, and you really sound like you know what you're talking about. So 
I think I'd like to have you come out and just see what you can do. So I, I found it funny that, uh, you know, my, I guess my just, my personal instincts kind of kicked in to try and take care of the person, no matter if, mm-hmm. if that's for me to do something or for someone else to do something. I, I genuinely just want the person to have the best result they can. And sometimes that won't be me, but I want to recognize that. I don't want to try and twist it and like, okay, how can I, how can I find a way to do some work for this person so I can make some money? I, I would rather just find a way to give them the best solution that they can. And, you know, sometimes maybe that does mean that I don't end up doing work with a customer, but I feel like in return for that, I'm creating more awareness of my business and I'm creating someone who knows, okay, this guy didn't just try to take me for a bunch of money. He was honest with me, you know, and I feel like, yeah, maybe that doesn't get me, you know, a bunch of quick money, but I feel like down the road that builds up the reputation of my business and hopefully that pays dividends down the road. That leads into, I know, a principle you and I have discussed before, really founded in, in the common book we read together, Wired to Care, and, and, you know, kind of building empathy into our business practices. And, I mean, you, you said it best where it's, you know, take care of the customer, take care of the best, or line up the best scenario for your customer, I should say. And, you know, the the, the money starts to flow behind that instead of the other way around. And, and I know that seems counterintuitive to the way that people typically think about running businesses, but I think what you've just described is an example of it actually really in play. I I feel like, you know, when I, when I listened to that book, um, I was actually still working at my previous job. And it was interesting because listening to the book actually made me mad <laughs> because I could see how, exactly opposite to that kind of mentality the business I was working for was using. And they were kind of exactly what the author's laying out as the example of what you shouldn't do. The the very metric focused, very, you know, remove all human element from it. Just look at numbers. Just look at dollars right. and cents. I think that the more the more human you make it the easier it is to work with people and the, the more appreciative they are of your, of your service. What about stops along the way where you're thinking, did I make the right choice here? Have you, have you had yeah. any of those or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell, tell me. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah I've, I've had a few of those here and there. Um, okay. You know, some of it has been just, I guess, money wise. You know, the the first couple months, it it's tough. There wasn't a lot of money coming in, <laughs> and yeah. and you know, I I I kind of had been prepared for that. I, I understood that that was kind of the way that it was going to go. But I, I think the biggest thing that that got me through was just just having this confidence of knowing, like, okay, this Fiberneu has established this process, and I know that if I follow this process, other people have done this before. It's not like I'm trying to do some brand new thing. You know, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. 
other people have done this and other people have been successful. So I need to just keep focusing on what I'm doing and keep at it. You know, yeah, there, there was some moments where I kind of wondered. Um, there's been a couple of jobs where I've gotten really stuck, you know, working on trying to get a collar matched or, or something like that, you know. And in those times, Chad and Bruce have been invaluable. You know, having that resource to be able to call somebody and know that they're willing to take the time to help me, you know, understand what I might be doing wrong or what I could, you know, maybe do to, to make the process work better. Um, just having that backing and knowing that there's somebody there to help me if I need it is, is just invaluable. The old job that I had, just straight up, I was miserable. I honestly, I was extremely unhappy. I would come home just some days, honestly, just furious, at, you know, at, at the way my day had gone and at the, the, just the way that work had gone for me. And so it, it started my time with my family in a really horrible place every day. This change for me, this, this, you know, write my own schedule, work at my own pace, handle my business the way I want to handle it pace that I'm able to work at now honestly has been life-changing you know and, and I I mean that very sincerely it's not just been okay well this is kind of you know this is cool it's better than what I used to do I, I told you about an interaction I had with my son where I was joking around with him and and he looked up and he said dad you're in a really good mood today you know and and you've just been in a good mood a lot lately. And it, it was really, it really felt great to hear that from him because it, it helped tell me that this was helping sort out the family side of things for me. And, and I think all of us would have to agree that, that really that's the most important thing. You know, obviously I've got bills to pay just like everybody else does. And, but at the same time, you know, if, what I was doing before was making money and supporting my family, but I was completely miserable. And that was rubbing off on my wife and kids. And so being able to have this opportunity to find a way to, to make that money to pay the bills, but also to, to just be happy and to, to enjoy my day has been, has been so incredible for me. I, I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it makes me happy to hear that uh, your your fiber new life is providing that that kind of shift on, on the family right. side and uh really glad to hear it what about your wife you know she's she's obviously supportive of you in this did she have any reservations yeah. about you take taking the the hop from you know a steady paycheck into into opening your own business when i first came to her with this idea i honestly almost expected her to just flat out say no and, and thankfully, through the process, she never just flat out said no. Uh, she was very skeptical. I, I tend to have a lot more kind of an optimistic, you know, best case scenario kind of mindset. You know, I'm, I'm willing to jump right into something and just trust that it'll work out okay. So uh, what, what Carrie brought to the table for me, though, was a lot of just, okay, slow down. What are we going to do? How is this going to work? And, and I think it got me to sit and, and look at it more critically 
and, and make sure, okay, yeah, I know you're excited about this, but it, are you really going to do this, you know? And, and I will absolutely say, though, that without her support, this would not work. People have asked me, you know, like other other business people that I've networked with, they've asked me about, you know, Fiverr New in general and then what I think of it. And I, I really enjoy the fact that I feel like you guys tell us how to do it, but you don't tell us what to do. You know, it's, it's very much here are the tools, here are the resources, here are the techniques, now go make a business out of it. And I love that. I love that. You know, I, I feel like a kid that's just been given a pile of Legos and no instructions, <laughs> you know, like you're letting me build <laughs> old school Lego, build whatever I want, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like it is like old school Lego, right? Like when, when we were yeah, kids, there, yeah. were, there were no kits or instructions. We just went yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, there's uh, not a, there's yeah. not a specific, it, it's not like you're only successful at fiber new if you build it this way. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love that everybody gets to build their business, you know, kind of the way that it works for them. And and I think that's fantastic. Speaking of of business building, did you know you were going to run your own business or a franchise? Like, did you have that in the back of your mind or was was this something that just kind of presented itself and you went for it? How did that play out? Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a very definite Someday I'm going to own a business. I think for me, that was always a consideration. I, I think maybe even to a, to a level of something I thought would be cool. But I don't think it's something that, that I specifically thought, okay, someday I'm going to own a business. Um, you know, for me, it was, uh, it, it was more of just kind of right place, right time sort of thing. When you talk to your friends and family, you know, maybe not so much now, but when you were making the leap over into, into Fiber New, how did you describe it and what were some of the reactions or questions you got? The biggest kind of blowback that I had to it, I guess, was from my parents. I think for, for them, it was really scary. It was, oh my gosh, you're going to quit your your job where you're making X number of dollars an hour and just go do this crazy thing and buy a franchise and, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going to do this. You know, think about your family. And that really hit me. Think about your family, you know, because they were saying it like, well, you're just, you know, taking your family's future and, and going out to the casino with it. And it frustrated me, I think, because I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, I'm thinking about my family. That's exactly why I'm doing this. Because I <laughs> Touché, know where, Dad. I'm where I'm at is very destructive for my family. I cannot continue on the course I'm on. You know, like with my franchise, I went the rollover business startup route, you know, taking money from my retirement. And, you know, kind of the, yeah, this is, this is real, and I'm, I'm putting a lot of money into this. But I think that it was good for me to think about that and to recognize that. But through experiencing that, I think it brought me more to the point of knowing, like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. 
that this really is what I want to do. This is the path that I want to go down. And I understand that I'm taking a risk, but I feel really comfortable with that risk because it's basically all on me. And I guess I feel like if I have to take a risk, there's no one I'd rather take a risk on than myself. Can be a little bit scary to think about, but if you look at it in the right terms, it starts to make sense. And and if you're up for it, I mean, it, it's it's not for everybody. Business ownership is not it's not for everybody under the sun. No, so, it it absolutely uh, <laughs> is not. I I know no. talking with other you know friends and acquaintances, you know, some of them have have looked at me when I explain to them what I'm doing, and they just shake their heads. You know, like, man, you are nuts. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, the thing the thing for that is that, like you said, that this isn't for everybody. This kind of thing doesn't work for everybody. You, you have to have motivation. You have to have um, self-accountability is one of the biggest things that I, uh, that I try to focus on, you know, talking. And this is another place where Carrie comes into play for me. Is every day at Fibernew going to be rainbows and unicorns and everybody's smiling and everything's great? No. But, but you won't have that anywhere. That, that just doesn't exist. So knowing that, you know what, yeah, there'll, there'll be some days where I might struggle. There, there's going to be some days where, you know what, man, this just is not working. But try not to take for granted how many awesome days you probably have in between. Something I want to try and keep in my mind as, as this gets better and better for me is to try and remember, you know, where kind of where I came from and how how awful that was, and just how thankful I am that that I found another opportunity and that to be able to live my family life the way that I want to live it. It, it really feels like a best of both worlds kind of thing. I'm telling you, man, like life is so different for me right now than it was seven, eight months ago. I'm so thankful that this opportunity came along to give me an outlet for it, you know, somewhere to, somewhere to channel that positivity, I guess. Thanks again to Jason McDowell of Fiber New West Des Moines. Thank you for listening in. And thanks to Delicate Steve for the music on this episode. If you're interested in learning more about the book Wired to Care by Dev Petnaik, you can find it at all smart and sensible book retailers. For questions or comments about Fibernew, visit fibernew.com or hop onto Facebook or Instagram where you'll find us as Fibernew International. My name is Jesse Johnstone. Hope to chat with you soon. Take care. Cheers.